Welcome back to the Asian Glow Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Park. Today's episode tackles the challenges that come from dating and relationships. We're talking about heartbreak, and I can't think of a better guest to chat with than my good friend, Cece Chu. Cece, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) I met Cece two years ago in New York through my ex. It's funny because you actually knew him longer, but we actually hung out way more because of how instantly we connected. And I know I joke about this a lot, but I really do believe we are soulmates. Not in the romantic sense, but in the two souls that we're meant to meet kind of way, like, you know, kindred spirits. Yeah, definitely. I feel that for sure. And I think the universe conspired to bring you into my life when it did because you were a major part of the support system I needed when I was going through one of the most traumatic heartbreaks. And for that, I am forever grateful for you. Mm. I wanted to get you on the pod because I know you too have also felt this type of devastating heartbreak, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think it's been it's been about like three years now. But it's definitely something that even when, you know, three years later when you're talking about it, I still feel like a lot of where I was in that space and like in that dark place when it was happening. So, yeah, no, it's it's super interesting to be able to, you know, as we're ending like 2020 as well, it's like really just coming back and like reflecting on like how far we've really come from that so yeah i think it's encouraging and beautiful in a way right to see how far we both have come and i think it's also a privilege to be able to stand where we are today after being in such a dark place for you know what felt like would be forever right right so i'm curious what was the biggest takeaway or lesson you learned since post heartbreak i mean honestly just like going through that experience itself was really like was really eye-opening for me because I think before that I'd never been heartbroken to the point or like felt grief in a way um that it honestly felt like the world was like coming to an end it like felt like it was awful I think yeah like I think I couldn't I cried every day for like two weeks and then I think I probably actually was so bad that my 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 boss would send me home um from work (laughs) because I just couldn't like function Mm. um but the biggest lesson I've learned is like one probably the range of human emotion that you're able to feel um it's really being able to understand that uh there is like there is a soul because i feel like it didn't really make sense biologically like why i felt such like like so depressed and such like such a huge hole like in my chest like it literally was like i feel like the biology and the pain came after the fact because like something in in me like really deep within me was like hurting yeah i think the second lesson was really understanding like what i look for in a partner and like why i do that and like why they you know why there are a lot of things in the relationship that probably weren't the best for me but i like took anyway um and just like reflecting on that you know over the past like couple of years i've definitely learned a lot about myself and like where where i kind of i, I kind of let myself go i think in terms of my my worth but also um in accepting less than yeah that feeling of grief is is real my breakup happened in the spring of 2019 but my ex and i continue to live together in our studio apartment for four months (laughs) don't ask me why i agreed to do that i mean to be transparent i decided to end the relationship because he was not communicating with me But honestly, I probably had a sense of false hope that we would work it out and stay together. (laughs) Cue record scratch, cut to French Spongebob narrator. 
they did not stay together. <laughs> but yeah, him being the first person and the last person I saw every single day for four months straight definitely put a huge emotional dent on my mental health. I mean, it felt like Groundhog Day, you know? Like I was reliving the breakup over and over again. And I remember crying every single day, either on my commute to or from work, or I would run the shower in the bathroom and cry into a towel so he wouldn't hear me. And I'm not saying he was the villain in this story. I know it was just as difficult for him as well. And even being able to say that now shows how far I've come and a lot of growth on my end because I initially had so much anger toward him for hurting me in the way that he did and not being able to communicate with me. But yeah, I also totally relate to you about letting yourself go and not realizing your self-worth. I mean, I was 26 when that all happened and not that I'm that much older now, but I think when we feel heartbreak at a younger age, we as women have been taught to place the blame on ourselves, right? Saying things like, oh, I wasn't good enough. Right, right. It wasn't like, yeah, it, it, it never got to a point where I was like, were my needs met? What are my needs? It was just like, oh, I didn't do this enough for this person and I didn't, you know, pull up enough for what they wanted from me and I couldn't fit like their idea of what their partner should be. And yeah, it was definitely a lot of that. Like, I think a lot of that was just like, oh, I'm like, damn it, I fucked up. You know, I fucked up. Mm, yeah, you know what? The more I thought about it though, the more I realized that that failed relationship had nothing to do with me not being good enough. I, I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned is that I'm not defined by a person's inability to love me or a person's inability to choose me. It's, it's not about anyone's inherent worth or not being good enough. It's about compatibility, right? And what each person's needs are. And if those don't align, then that needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that about compatibility, because I think definitely when it, when I was for, well, I was I was dumped just like to be open about that. Um, when I when they first broke up with me, I definitely felt like you know I I didn't even think about compatibility. I was just like, oh, like why isn't love enough? Why can't you just love someone enough for this like work mm -hmm. out? Like, and I was it was just such yeah. a heartbreaking thing to like realize that. It really does, it does come down to compatibility and that's in like multiple types of ways. Like like whether it's how, how you show love and how you accept it, but also like what your needs are in a relationship and if those like are being met. I think all of those things are very, very important. And like, unfortunately I think like, yes, love is important, but I think love isn't enough, especially if like the other person is not trying to like meet you halfway either. So that was a hard lesson too, to swallow. Yeah, I experienced that as well. In my last relationship, it took me a long time to realize that we just weren't compatible and he couldn't show me love the way that I needed. But because I loved him so much and I tried so hard to make us work, I thought, like you said, love would be enough to make it work. So I agree with you, that was a difficult lesson to learn, especially when you feel like you're just giving it your all but you're not being met halfway or your partner's biggest flaw is communicating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I talked to so many people afterwards that were in very you know, serious, long relationships and like felt like they, like had their soulmate because what ended up happening was like I literally just like researched the shit out of love for like months after like my breakup because I was just like what did I do wrong like I thought that this was it right so then I like researched so much into it and like was asking all these people that have been married for 25 30 years 
Um, and the thing that stuck out to me um, that a lot of them were saying was just, it was like something so small and like so simple, but they just, they were just saying that, you know, I felt safe with this person. Mm. I felt safe with this person. I felt seen and I felt heard with this person. I felt like they were truly, truly listening to me. Um, and I thought about that and I was like, I find that with my friends, definitely. But did I find that in my last relationship? Like, probably not. Um, I think that there were definitely times when I felt so alone within the relationship. Even if the person's, like, physically there or, like, in the space. I felt, like, so alone, so misunderstood. And so, like, they weren't listening. Like, you can't... You don't hear me. You don't, like, see me. I think we can get so blinded by our own love for a person that... We can't see those red flags, those those signals of distress. And I think that's important to note here because if you're a people pleaser like me, you'll want to do whatever it takes to make sure your partner feels seen or heard. But if you're not being heard or if you're feeling lonely in your own relationship, those are all signs pointing to a one-sided relationship. And you know what? I am guilty of putting my partner's needs before mine. But what I've also realized is, is that if you keep putting everyone else first, You're telling them you come last, right? So what are your coping mechanisms when you're feeling heartbroken? I know for me, it's always doing something to my hair. (laughs) Like as if dyeing it or like getting bangs is going to make me feel like I have some sort of control of my life, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. At the time, I think I tried everything. Like I downloaded this like, there's like this heartbreak app called um, Mend. And I swear to you, I downloaded it and it, like I got frustrated because what happened was it um, it gave you like a recording every day um, for three minutes and I was like three minutes is not enough <laughs> like I have a whole I have a whole day and I'm not sleeping very well um, not eating so um, but yeah there was like a meditation for like three minutes and um, there'd be like a journal entry so I actually like saved all my journal entries and going back on it I was like oh my gosh I was like so distraught <laughs> but I guess coping. I guess realizing that intimacy doesn't necessarily have to be with um, a romantic partner. You can have intimacy with like your friendships. And I really realized also that um, I was probably in a codependent relationship. I like was looking into all this like psychology about it um, and recognizing that like I was so much in pain because I wasn't my own person in the relationship. So it felt like something was like taken from me. and it was like it was like ripping another half of myself like out like i don't think like people should be like two parts of a whole i think they should be whole people by themselves um and that was definitely something that i had to like go back and learn and realize that like i wasn't a whole person in that relationship and that in itself is like toxic and like not the best type of love that like you sh- you should look for you know so yeah so i got dumped at the end of august and literally within like those last end of august so those last like three months bruno mars and sam smith adele shot to the top top of my playlist 2017 spotify you'll see like it's all like breakup songs i was like oh my god music sounds so good right now like oh my gosh yes so my top spotify artists (laughs) and i know i'm gonna get a lot of shit for this but for the past two years it's been taylor swift (laughs) she just encapsulates heartbreak perfectly and i think she's a great lyricist and i will never deny that like cornelia street girl same yeah (laughs) yeah i wrote so much poetry i journaled so much like i wrote a hundred like a hundred letters to my ex and like 
I think honestly, unfortunately, and I don't recommend this, I probably sent a few emails. Like you should not do that. Like don't don't try to get closure <laughs> that way because they, they just respond and then you like reanalyze what they're saying. Like, oh, maybe they want to get back together. It's like, don't do right. that. <laughs> you build this like false narrative in your head. You do. And you're like, oh my God, they responded. Does that mean they still care about me? Like, yes, they still care about you. Does that mean they want to get back together? Probably not, right? And it's okay to like care about a person but it's still how the relationship not work out. I have never successfully gotten closure from any of my relationships. It, it's like, it's hard to get, you know? And I think that I was like searching for an answer that I wanted to accept versus like the reality of it. Um, and I think that a lot of those like answers you can't like place on someone else, right? Cause it's like, they might not give it to you in the way that you want it to be told or like, actually it was really frustrating not to think about it. So like my ex is like, he wants to be like the happy-go-lucky guy and like make everyone like, like him. And like, he doesn't like being the person that provides like negative emotions. So like for him, like even though what I think I wanted to hear as closure is just like, you don't want to be with me. And like this relationship isn't working out and like, you don't ever want to get back together. Like, and then that's it. And then I think if just like closing that out directly would have been, I would have probably, been able to like move on a little bit more quicker but obviously he didn't do that um he was like i don't want to be the bad guy so it's like i do care about you and like i do love you it's just like i just need time for me right now like all of this like really mm. you know those classic like non-committal things that you say mm. he couldn't even commit to like his rejection of like our relationship so like that was really hard but it was my it was my fault for putting that on him because it's like um I mean, the choice has already been made, so it's really just, like, reconciling it um, with myself and, like, instead of, like, whenever you, like, wait for someone else to, like, give you a response and, like, you're waiting for the response, I I think it doesn't usually turn out well because you never know what people are going to say. Yeah. So I've only had two long-term serious boyfriends, but I think what I meant to say earlier is I've never gotten closure when I needed it because I am very much the type of person who just cuts off all ties after a breakup. I know some people remain friends with their exes and they can be very cordial, but for me, I'm very much a block you on all social medias, block your number, you don't deserve to keep tabs on me if we're not together type of person. Is that how it is for you? Uh, Absolutely not, yeah. (laughs) So I've had probably like two substantial boyfriends, serious boyfriends in my life, and they've all, we've all been friends first. Um, I think, I think I probably would have married either of them if, if it had worked out. Um, but yeah, I think because we were friends first, it was a lot, a lot harder when we broke up to like, then not be friends with like our, like mutual friends around us, um, or to not be cordial. Cause like we would probably still see each other. And so there is that, um, difficulty in, uh, dating your friends. <laughs> like, so yeah, right. So this ex too, like it was pretty difficult afterwards because I had become friends with his friends. Like they didn't see me as like, oh, this is our friend's girlfriend. Like this is actually like our friend. I know her as a person. And like, I felt the same way about them. Um, and it was true for like my friends as well. Um, like for example, anytime I went to LA or like whenever um, his friends would come up to the bay or something, like we would call each other and like hang out. Um, and that was difficult in the beginning because um, my ex was like, you can't be friends with like both of us. Um, like he would be like, I don't know why everyone's like, 
I, I think he literally was like, I don't know why everyone's like feeling bad for you. Like I also like what, you know, I also lost a relationship. I was like, yeah, yeah, but you dumped me. Right. So like, <laughs> yeah, but I understand. I think for him, it, he wanted, not that there's sides, but I think he wanted like his friends to like be there for him. Um, but he also right. wasn't good at like voicing that. So now that I think about it, yeah, I'm actually really good friends with one of my ex's childhood. No, no, not childhood, but like high school best friends. I don't think it's weird because it's been so long, but yeah, me and him still talk and we're like homies for life now. And I think we're like very much kindred spirits too. And he's like my brother. But yeah, speaking of that ex, he was actually my first boyfriend, and I've mentioned this earlier in a different episode, but we dated all four years throughout college and were like best friends, and I actually thought we were gonna get married. But you know, we were kids and we just grew apart after we graduated. And don't get me wrong, it was a hard breakup, but it wasn't traumatic. But my last ex, that's a different story. It took a while for me to get over my last breakup. I was severely depressed and in this darkness for a long time, probably up until August of 2020. I just constantly felt like I was drowning and I couldn't come up for air. And it's partly because, like I mentioned earlier, I was being tortured for months, seeing this person every day but not being able to talk to him because he literally would not talk to me about his emotions. It, was, it just felt so cruel but he couldn't understand how cruel it was. And it was just months of me second guessing myself, tearing myself down and filling in the blanks on my own. So that really damaged my self-esteem. But I also think it took me a while to get over it because I didn't immediately address the breakup once we moved out of our shared apartment. I think I felt liberated in a way, so I didn't wanna look back and I just hit the ground running. I mean, that year I moved into a new apartment in the city, I took a vacation to Bali for two weeks, and I did every toxic thing I could do, spending every night and weekend I could, out getting wasted and just constantly stimulating myself with people around me so that I wouldn't feel sad. But you know, when my life slowed down and then, you know, COVID happened, I was left alone with my thoughts. And I think since I had suppressed it so long, the sadness and the depression and anxiety, it just, it came in like a freight train. Mm -hmm. Like, think about it in this way. You know when you're driving on a freeway and it's raining really hard, but then you drive through an underpass and the rain suddenly stops for like a second. Mm -hmm. And it's like a brief, still moment of silence. And then you pass through and all the rain comes crashing down again and it feels like it's coming down harder and even louder. That's what my heartbreak felt like. I feel that. I definitely felt like after this last one, I mean, this, this, I honestly think that this might've been like definitely, I thought I was heartbroken before um, through my other relationships, but this one definitely made me th rethink that. I was like, no, this, if this is a heartbreak, then I've only felt this this time. Um, but there was definitely like, you know, I would, I would, like I would give pressure to myself and like even though I didn't want to but in the back of my mind I'd be like come on it's been three months it's been six months it's been nine months 12 months 16 months like come on like um like get over this like stop thinking about this person and like it's always like sometimes it definitely feels like one step forward two steps back it definitely definitely does feel like that like there over time there was you know a day when I would not think about him and then it'd be a win. But then like that night I would have, like have a nightmare <laughs> about like getting back together and then getting dumped again, right? So like 
it definitely comes in waves and like i was like reading about the stages of grief or whatever and like i don't think it's like stages like i think it doesn't go from one to the next to the next it literally is like all of them went through all of them in one day like and i would go through like two or three like in like two minutes right so like That must have been so exhausting. I know, I know. Um, and it, it, yeah, it was exhausting, but also like thinking about it now, I'm like glad that it happened because the person that I am today is like definitely been so like I'm such a I'm a much better person because of that experience. Like I think I think before that had happened, um, when like my friends would go through breakups and then they couldn't like go to work or they like couldn't take their final or in college or something i'd be like i don't understand like what you know like just 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 you know just get it together and do it right but now now like going through it i was like oh i shouldn't have said that yeah because like i i think i like couldn't um i was dumped like three weeks before my lsat and i couldn't take it i just like could not take it i couldn't take it in december either a couple months after that i still couldn't take it so i like understanding that now i was like oh my gosh like grief and like depression is like really serious it's traumatic you can't move yeah that's something i've learned this year too when you're depressed you physically and emotionally cannot be available and it's not just like oh i'm feeling sad clinical depression is an actual disorder and it's like your circuit board and your brain shuts down completely and you can't function Mm -hmm. there have been so many times this past year when i agreed to hang out with people when i wasn't in my manic depressed state And those manic episodes would come in waves and I couldn't control them and they could easily be triggered. So then I'd end up having to like flake or back out of plans last minute because I physically could not get up and I couldn't be in social situations without having a panic attack. I realize now that my depression made me a really bad friend because I couldn't explain to people that I was going through it. But I think for a lot of people who haven't experienced traumatic heartbreak like us, they don't realize that breakups can cause that much pain and make it feel like grieving, like you said. Because you're mourning what you could have been and you're mourning the future that you had planned, you know? Mm-hmm. I also think breakups skew your memory a lot. No, I, yeah, you only remember like the good stuff in the beginning. Um, but definitely over time and you like realize, oh, it wasn't always like peaches and cream, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And relationships are difficult. I think it's easy to get lost in the mix and get sold this like dream or this unrealistic image of what relationships are like, but it's not just a walk in the park. That honeymoon stage does not last, my friend. No, I think it, yeah, you definitely like, I think both people have to come meet in the middle. Um... I don't think it's one-sided and it's definitely a two-way street. So like, for example, like I was so concerned with meeting my partner to what he needed and like his needs and meeting him where he was at that I like completely disregarded myself. And like that in, the, in that way, that was almost the reason why we broke up was because I wasn't taking care of myself. So like I wasn't a whole person. And so he felt suffocated by like all this, which is so ironic. It's like all this love I'm giving you is suffocating him. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much why I like didn't work out. So. Mm, yeah. I think I've also learned what I actually want and need out of a relationship and what I don't want, right? I mean, it sounds so obvious, but I feel that I get so caught up in the idea of love and the idea of being in a relationship that I don't actually process what I need and want in a partner. Obviously, when you're younger, you're like, I want someone that's like Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> but as you as you get older, you're like, wait, does that actually 
matter. Like, I think I'd give up, you know, them being like 6'3 for maybe like mature, some emotional maturity. Absolutely. Oof, that EQ has to be some there. Some empathy. Yeah, EQ is very important. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I would like to close on this though. If you're feeling heartbroken or lost, here's a reminder that you got out of a relationship that wasn't right for you. And now you've made room for what is right for you. And like I've been saying for the past two years, what is coming is better than what has gone. Right. And it does, I do really think that like these moments prepare you. I mean, they, they teach you so many things and they also prepare you for what is right for you, right? So like, for example, like this last, I mean, my last relationship definitely taught me that um, maybe I needed, I needed to be a better listener and I needed to be more like not only take care of myself but be able to like take care of myself to take care of the relationship right um so that definitely taught me that it taught me how to take care of people better um and to like push back when needed like to have boundaries i didn't really have very good boundaries in that i think that affected our relationship as well um and learning that so now i know like moving in to like finding my like next like relationship is really understanding what I would expect them to have, like, what type of, like, how we're talking about, like, maturity level, how we're talking about, like, uh, emotional intelligence, um, other things like that, also understanding that what I'm looking for in my next relationship is just, like, an equal, Mm. yeah, to, like, truly, truly find an equal in, like, all, like, aspects of that word, and that is not you know, not easy, but I think it's worth it. So, um, learning that lesson is something I wouldn't give back. Like, yes, the heartbreak was really, really painful and like really sucked for like a long time. I think it took me like a whole like year and like a couple months to like really, truly like get over it. Um, but I wouldn't give it up for anything because, um, such a better person now because of it. And I know what I'm looking for moving forward, so. Yeah, I truly think these lessons are difficult, but they're necessary. And as long as you're willing to learn from them and heal, you can move on. Mm-hmm. And not everyone goes through it, you know? Like, I don't think every single person will experience something like devastating heartbreak. Um, <laughs> and in like in that in, in of itself is an experience, right? And to value that, because that means that you love somebody so so much that when you broke up mm-hmm. it you like it hurt you to like your core right and like that's the extent of what we can feel and to be able to feel that is a gift Oof, amen <laughs> thank you for dropping some knowledge on the pod cc and thank you for being here i love and appreciate you so much as always it's such a pleasure talking with you thank you for having me Thanks again for tuning in and don't forget to send some love. Follow me at Asian Globe Podcast. Here's a gentle reminder to be kind to yourself and spread only positivity.